President Trump says he didn't try to pressure Ukraine's president. I didn't do it. The U.N. climate summit gets underway in New York. The eyes of all future generations are upon you. California's PG&E says it will shut off power when wildfire dangerous high. Be prepared to go without power. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition, sponsored by the Capital One Venture Card. President Trump is dismissing talk of impeachment surrounding his controversial call to the president of Ukraine. Stephen Portnoy reports. The president insists he never demanded Ukraine investigate Joe and Hunter Biden, but he says if he had done so... I think it would probably, possibly have been okay if I did, but I didn't, I didn't put any pressure on them whatsoever. Biden insists he urged the firing of Ukraine's top prosecutor because the U.S. saw the man as corrupt. Mr. Trump says a Republican who did the same would, quote, be getting the electric chair. Look at the double standards. You people ought to be ashamed of yourself. And not all. We have some great journalists around. But you got a lot of crooked journalists. You're crooked as hell. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, New York. The U.N. Climate Summit got underway today with world leaders hearing from Swedish climate activist 16-year-old Greta Thunberg. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction, and all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? Thunberg's social media campaign led to last Friday's climate strike by students all across the country. In Washington, D.C., climate activists took to the streets today blocking traffic to get their message across. Stop pushing me! Stop pushing me! There was some pushing and shoving this morning along 14th Street near the Washington Monument as protesters tried to stop police from towing away a van blocking a busy intersection. The protesters say they want to snarl traffic today in the nation's capital to draw attention to the ongoing climate crisis and the unwillingness of official Washington to pass meaningful legislation or policy to do anything about it. Bill Rakoff, CBS News, Washington. California's Pacific Gas and Electric is warning customers it may shut off their power during times of high wildfire threat. Spokeswoman Deanna Contreras. Make sure all your uh, batteries are charged for your flashlights and your phones are charged and you've taken an inventory. What needs power? Do you have medications that need to be refrigerated? KPIX TV's Joe Vasquez. After several years of these massive fires and multiple lawsuits against the power company, PG&E describes this as the new normal. Whenever fire conditions converge with fire weather, as could happen in the north and east bays between Monday and Wednesday. PG&E says it is going to preemptively shut off the electricity. On Wall Street, the Dow gained 15 to 26,949. The Nasdaq dropped five points. Now this. A series of thefts in Canby, a high-speed chase, a crash, and I-205 northbound closes down this afternoon. Police in Canby say they tried to pull over a rental truck operated by two alleged thieves. And a chase ensued. Clackamas County Sheriff's Office attempted to stop the pursuit with spike strips uh, along Highway 99. That was unsuccessful. The budget truck entered I-205. Uh, the pursuit ended just north of Johnson Creek Boulevard uh, when a deputy attempted a pit maneuver and the uh, budget truck crashed. Sergeant Marcus Mendoza with Clackamas County Sheriff's Office says the two people in the truck that crashed went to the hospital to get checked out. One lane is open on 205 right now. Labor and management continue to talk during threatened walkouts throughout the Portland area. Meanwhile, rallies are in action. KXL's Mike Turner went to the latest at Portland State University. 
Support workers with Oregon's public universities are bargaining with management. They've set a strike date for next Monday if things don't go well at the table. SEIU's Rob Fulmer says so far things aren't going well at all. The universities have dug in on uh, contract offers that are going to leave our workers falling further and further behind the actual cost of living. Over the last decade, uh, our workers have seen cost of living adjustments that have been significantly below what inflation has been. The university employees help with services that keep campuses running, which includes everything from food prep and maintenance to student aid and tech support. Mike Turner, FM News 101. A deadly shooting this afternoon on Germantown Road. KXL's Grant Mackiel has the story. Just five minutes after receiving the 911 call, Washington County Sheriff's deputies were on the scene of the shooting. Deputy Brian Van Cleef says a woman admits she killed her husband. She did admit that to our deputies and to the, uh, when she called 911, we're told that her husband pointed a gun at her and that's what prompted the shooting. He says the couple was going through a divorce and were in the middle of an argument when the shooting happened. Unfortunately, this is the kind of end we really hate to see in a domestic violence situation. And even with the admission, he calls the investigation, quote, very active. Grant McHill, FM News 101. A Vancouver man faces serious charges accused of trying to kidnap a 14-year-old girl from Vancouver Mall. The girl's dad says his daughter is strong and brave. Jason England thinks all parents have to have a serious talk with their kids about stranger danger. These are areas of influence in our community. There's no reason why I shouldn't be able to take my daughter to the mall or she shouldn't be able to go to the mall with her friends. There's no over-preparation. Let them know to be aware of their surroundings. The suspect, Stephen Hayes, will have a mental health evaluation. He's charged with attempted kidnap and assault. He's back in court October 4th. The culture on campus at Oregon State University is applauded today. OSU is the only school in Oregon to win an award for higher education excellence in diversity from the magazine Insight into Diversity. This is our second year and we are really, really excited. And it really is a reflection of the incredible work that's happening here regarding diversity, equity and inclusion. OSU's Chief Diversity Officer Charlene Alexander says the school's seven cultural centers and educational Opportunities program contributed to the award as well as a drastic increase in minority applications. Portland's most news, traffic, and weather. FM News 101. You like music? Yes. Like live concerts? Of course. How about a personal concert for one? Folks can experience live performances for one person for one minute. <laughs> Many concerts to be sure. Mm-hmm. It's part of a pop-up concert series that continues through next Sunday. Mm-hmm. The one-on-one performances are called Concert for One. They're staged in custom-fitted shipping containers. Those containers are all staged on Harvard University's Science Center Plaza in Cambridge and Chin Park in Boston. This is the brainchild of a famous violinist, Reina Yun Chao. She staged similar performances in her native Taiwan in 2016. At that point, she was trying to make classical music more accessible. She's one of nearly 60 musicians who will perform in these things. Um, uh, you got pianists, violinists, cellists, percussionists, at least one solo vocalist will be taking <laughs> part as well. Be kind of cool. How cool would it be to sit at, you know, just there it is, yeah. you and them. and You right there. That'd be cool. Yeah. No longer in the NFL, Antonio Brown going back to school. From the KXL Sports Desk, here's Matthew Zimmer. Former NFL receiver Antonio Brown re-enrolled in classes at Central Michigan University. 
University today. Brown posted the message back to school on his Instagram account with a list of four classes. On Sunday, Brown tweeted out that he would not be playing in the NFL anymore. He also went on a bit of a Twitter tirade Sunday, calling out Patriots owner Robert Kraft and Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. New England Patriots quarterback Tom Brady today did not feel like sharing his opinion on the Antonio Brown saga. During the Greg Hill Show in New England, Brady said he does have a lot of personal feelings, none of which he really cares to share. Brady taking a page out of his coach, Bill Belichick's book, on that one. And an MRI today revealed that New York Giants star running back Saquon Barkley suffered a high ankle sprain in Sunday's win over Tampa Bay. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports the injury could sideline Barkley anywhere from four to eight weeks. However, the expectation is Barkley will be out longer than the minimum of four weeks and closer to the full eight weeks. With Sports of 15 and 45, I'm Matthew Zimmer for FM News 101. Time for the five things you need to know today. First, President Trump firmly denies that he pressured the president of Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Recent reports suggest the president threatened to withhold foreign aid payments to Ukraine if it didn't agree to the Biden probe. Trump fired back at reporters today. Joe Biden and his son are corrupt. All right. But the fake news doesn't want to report it because they're Democrats. Trump says the former vice president, Joe Biden, conspired to protect his son, Hunter, from Ukrainian prosecutors. Trump says those prosecutors were investigating an energy company that Hunter worked for. He says the Bidens pressured Ukraine to end that investigation. And now we turn for more with CBS News White House correspondent, correspondent Weijia Jing. Democrats are saying if, in fact, the president did have this conversation uh, with Ukraine and said he was going to withhold military funding unless corruption was investigated there, Democrats are saying that not only is this collusion, because it's not just colluding with a foreign government, it's actually directing a foreign government to investigate a political rival. The acting director of national intelligence is expected to appear on Capitol Hill this week to discuss the whistleblower complaint that kicked off this whole thing. President Trump briefly stops in as world leaders discuss the threat of global climate change and what to do about it. The UN-sponsored climate summit was not on Trump's schedule in New York City. Trump says he stopped by because he cares about cleaning up the environment. We have the cleanest air, we have the cleanest water, cleaner than it's ever been before in our country, and I like clean air and I like clean water. Trump agrees with those who are deeply skeptical about the science of global climate change. He's also a proponent of oil, natural gas, and coal. Thousands of travelers across the globe stranded thanks to the sudden closure of a British travel agency called Thomas Cook. The company has operated for the better part of two centuries. CBS's Gwen Baumgartner is in London. At least 150,000 British citizens who are currently on vacation are stranded around the world. And Britain's Civil Aviation Authority is figuring out how to bring everyone home. Uh, we've chartered uh, over 40 aircraft. Officials blame the collapse on a drop in the British pound and a slowdown caused by Brexit fears. And last but not least, the National Hurricane Center very busy this week. Forecasters watching three tropical systems in the Atlantic. Count them, three. Two of them are expected to create problems on land. First, there's Tropical Storm Karen. It's expected to hit the U.S. Virgin Islands of Puerto Rico later this week with high winds and flooding rain. Meanwhile, Tropical Storm Jerry poised to bring the same conditions to Bermuda. And those are the five things you need to know today. Stick with us. We're going to check on that crazy commute and your weather at